Coming up on Transformers University, the ships, the ships, get to the ships. We're talking friendships and pirate ships in the Headmaster's cartoon right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucali, owner-operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, the Tory Archive, TFU News and Views podcast, this podcast, and oh so much more. And I want to welcome you to episode number 128 of Transformers University. It's been a long haul. Remove! Remove! Always remove! I didn't join this outfit to be a dump truck! No, n- not you, long haul. <clears throat> It's been a long haul to make it this far, but we are here, the final two episodes of 1987 for the Headmasters cartoon. Keep in mind, Headmasters continues into 1988, so we'll have plenty more to talk about in a few episodes. But for now, we are 86 and 87 with this pair of episodes. And as I mentioned in the open, these focus around ships, friendships, and pirate ships. So Pirate Captain walks into a bar with his steering wheel in the front of his pants. Bartender says, Captain, you've got a steering wheel in your pants. The captain says, Arr, it's driving me nuts. Oh, yeah, that's the type of episode you're in for today. But first, let's start with episode 22 of the Headmaster series, the final in the trio that debuted on December 18th, 1987. As mentioned back a few episodes in episode 126 of Transformers University, this episode's entitled Head Formation of Friendship. Now, the Shout Factory version has the same title, and of course, Omni Productions does not. The friendship of the four headmasters. In space, space, we once again find the Autobots in pursuit of the Decepticons. There's an alarm on the ship and everyone is unsure why. Chrome Dome and Hardhead, they go outside of Fortress Maximus to check, as they do. Chrome Dome almost falls off. Uh, not sure how the physics on that work, but okay, let's go with it. And they look for the issue on Fort Max. Elsewhere, the Decepticons find a planet called Paradise. And of course, Sixshot knows it's not just a clever name. Judging by its name, it should be a very nice place, Lord Galvatron. And of course, they plan on stealing the planet's energy. Shocking, I know. Back on Fort Max, Chrome Dome and Hardhead continue their repairs, and they end up with oil all over their faces. Look at your face! Eh? <laughs> huh? What are you laughing about? Just look at your own face, Chrome Dome. <laughs> you know, Hardhead, I don't think we can manage by ourselves. Let's get Highbrow to help as well. In the base, Highbrow is still trying to break the code of Techna's microchip. There's some English wording in the coding screens. Apparently, it's all a reference to uh, Akira. That's one in a long list of movies I've never seen, but probably should have. So I'll take TF Wiki's word on that one. But uh, back outside, Brainstorm is delivering a pizza. Hey, Commander, we've just discovered the position of the scorpion. Position of the scorpion, you say? Inside, Cerebros orders the robot train and the rescue team to Planet Paradise. Chrome Dome and Hardhead, they want to join the party. Hey, Highbrow, we want to come with you. Then the robot train with highbrow aboard flies down to paradise. We meet a young woman flying on a giant bird. She pulls a knife and points it threatening at the train, as was the style at the time. Somehow, highbrow's transtector and the woman, whose name is Papika, or Rebecca in the dub, spout some exposition at each other before landing. 
Then, after landing, they continue. What? Over half of your people are dead already? It was just a massacre. Even women and children were not spared. <laughs> oh, I'm very sorry. I didn't know. It's all right. I'm okay. So, 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 Rebecca, do you know where the Decepticons are right now? By the fountain. A place called Screen Cave. A Screen Cave? Let's go, Robot Train. We have to be very careful. We can't let that enemy see us. Okay, leave it to us. Everything will be fine, Rebecca. Now, don't you worry. So, Highbrow, of course, explores with Papika. While Twincast sends Ramhorn and Steeljaw out to scout. The rest of the Autobots arrive and meet Papika's tribe. This group includes the Monsterbots, who are supposed to be guarding Beast Planet. Highbrow discovers Mindwipe and ends up fighting all three Decepticon Headmasters at once, and Steeljaw observes this from the distance. Elsewhere, Daniel and Wheelie are fishing with Papika. Wheelie is able to gather some fruit, but he doesn't eat it. Well, we don't need food because we're the Transformers. We can change just like that. Transform! See, I'm a vehicle now. Wheelie, king of pointless non-sequiturs. Twincast reports on Highbrow's capture. Forrest then erupts in flames as the Decepticons attack the area. Fort Max is just not ready yet. The repairs are not done. But the Headmaster Autobots go to rescue Highbrow and Brainstorm has some observations. These people are just murderers. You know, he's kind of right. These Decepticons do love to kill. Twincast knows where Highbrow is. They find him chained up at the base of a waterfall. The Headmaster Autobots plan as Papika lands and the robot train arrives and it's full of robots who want to fight. So they do. Combiner fight, of course. Predaking versus Computron, the Monsterbots versus Abominus, and then Brainstorm versus both Mindwipe and Skullcruncher. Hardhead heads down to the waterfall and he wants to free Highbrow, but he can't. Neither can Papika, but Hardhead has an idea. That's it! Chrome Dome! Brainstorm! Let's recharge your power! Okay! Highbrow, try and use your last bit of strength! Okay. Headmasters, recharge! The Transtectors fly up and lock arms. And this causes them to recharge. Highbrow breaks his chains and is free. They attack the Headmaster Decepticons and blow up their Energon cubes. Galvatron is very, very angry. Oh, darn it! The Decepticons flee inside of Scorponok, and the Autobots save Paradise. The end. Once again, we have an episode that does little to further the overall plot. The Autobots chase the Decepticons through space. space. We see some new aliens. We find out some random superpowers about the transtectors. Uh, there's a fight, and then we're off to do it all again. Um, it was kind of cool to see some of the other Autobots in this series come out of the woodwork, like the Monsterbots and the Computron. But sadly, a lot of this arc, it's 90% uh, forgettable material. Um, you could pull three or four of these episodes out and really not lose a lot of the show, right? Um, then again, <laughs> there's no pirates in this episode, but there are in the next one. We'll talk about it after this. Hey, want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info? There's a number of ways you can do it. Let me tell you how. You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. Sign up is quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. 
Type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at Amazon and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, you don't become the world's longest running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info slash help for a list of what we need or send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info, the alpha trion and omega prime of transforming toys. Now, back to the show. All right, now that we've had a little bit of R&R, it's time to talk about Pirates in Space. Space. Batten down the hatches, hoist the mainsail, and all hands on deck. It's time for episode number 23 of the Headmasters cartoon series called Mystery of the Space Pirate Ship. Uh, the Shaw Factory version calls it the same thing, but the subtitle on the episode itself actually calls it the Mystery of the Pirate Spaceship, uh, flipping the words around. Speaking of which, what does a dyslexic pirate say? Rawr! Of course, <laughs> Omni Productions has its own title. The Mystery of the Pirate Ship. Oddly enough, that is a little shorter and simpler on their end, which is not always the case. Uh, this episode aired on December 25th, 1987. Uh, Christmas of 1987 will be the final new episode for the year. And what would Santa say if he was a pirate? He'd say, yo, ho, ho, ho. We begin on a new planet, a special planet, one with a name you could not guess if you tried. Wait, did you say pirate planet? Okay, I guess you guessed it. On pirate planet, we encounter the Decepticon clones, Pounce, one transforms into a puma. and Wingspan. They're searching for half of a skull-shaped key. They're caught by the Autobot clones, Fastlane, and Cloudraker. It turns out that the clones have a weird way of speaking. They generally speak together, saying the same thing. Kind of like the uh, the twins from The Shining. We've been waiting for you for a long time. Today we can set our scores. So you'll be waiting for us. That's a real pleasure. Take off your skulls if you know what's best for you and give them to us now. Is this what you want? Fastlane and Cloudraker have the other half of the key. And everyone fights until Sixshot arrives with Galvatron. They fire on the Autobot clones and the clones flee to another part of the planet. They wait for Fortress Maximus to arrive from space. Space! which is where the Autobots currently are, making their way through a weird asteroid belt. What's that? I think it's the burial grounds of the universe. Burial grounds, you say? Hmm. That's right, Danny. It's a place for old and discarded spaceships. They find an old pirate ship-shaped spaceship. This ship has a skull on the front, a skull that is emitting signals. Fortress Maximus arrives on Planet Pirate with the Autobots, and the Autobot clones are currently being chased by Pounce, Wingspan, and the Headmaster Horicons. They are defeated, and they lose half the key, and they are not happy about it. Darn it! Decepticons activate the key in order to find Energon on the planet. We find out that the key will locate proton energy, uh, and we also learn the history of the clones. But gentlemen, I thought you two were good friends with Wingspan before, so what happened? That's, That's right! right. We grew, we grew up, up together, together on the same planet, and we were good friends. It's all because of Galvatron that we've become enemies now. Galvatron again? Yes. You see, before we became members of the Autobots, we decided to travel. So one day, we set out to see the rest of the universe. We said goodbye to Wingspan. 
We'll, we'll meet, meet again, again soon. soon. Sure, and we'll exchange our experiences then. Goodbye. And then, on one of our expeditions, we arrived on a deserted planet. There we found the two halves of the skull which contained the map to the super energy. At the same time, we met Wingspan. We were really thrilled to see them again, but then the unexpected happened. What do you think you're doing? <laughs> We've joined the Decepticons forces. We're now one of them, and this is our Lord Galvatron. What did you say? And so we realized that Wingspan had been recruited and become Galvatron's men. We couldn't let the Decepticons get hold of the super energy. That's why we've come to Planet Pirate for the other half of the skull in order to find the location of the energy and to stop the Decepticons getting it before us. It's also weird how both sets of clones, aside from being talking at the same time the whole time, are only referred to by one name throughout the episode, uh, Cloudraker for the Autobots and Wingspan for the Decepticons, as if they're each one entity in two bodies. Uh, also fascinating, Cloudraker kind of tells a story like they're four years old. Uh, and if you have a four-year-old, uh, you would like I do, uh, you would know what I'm talking about. Twin cast uh, then FaceTimes in and uh, knows the Decepticon's position. Headmaster Autobots head out and they attack when they get there. They win and take the key from the Decepticons and the Decepticons flee. Worst Skid Row cover band ever. Highbrow examines the key and finds a skull in the ruins with a matching shape. He places the key inside, sends out a signal, and a pyramid with a larger skull erupts from the ground. One-Eyed Willie's treasure, of course, but the door is locked. Highbrow observes the skeleton body without a head near its door. He is quickly then shot by Galvatron and knocked out. Galvatron cannot blast the door either. In a weird moment, we watch uh, Twincast drag away Highbrow's uh, knocked out body in the distance while the Decepticons are talking. I will post a, a gif of that to socials. Um, it's, it's got this very Homer in the bushes vibe to it. It's, it. I find it incredibly amusing. Next, Galvatron tries to open the door with Scorponok saying, Little pig, little pig, let me in. But unfortunately, this pyramid is built by the son of the rock star Pig Nugent. Elsewhere, the robot train heads to space, and Soundblaster observes from a distance. Highbrow and Daniel are on board, and they're headed to the burial ground of the universe. Daniel brought along his toy gun, which Highbrow starts playing around with. With the help of the train bots, they locate and remove the skull from the pirate spaceship that we had seen earlier, just in time for Soundblaster to hijack them. Highbrow tells Daniel to shoot at Soundblaster with his toy gun, telling him it'll only be a distraction. Then Highbrow gets shot in the shoulder, and Daniel returns fire, taking out Soundblaster. Apparently, Highbrow had switched live ammunition into Daniel's toy gun back on the train. Wow, <laughs> that is not terribly safe. The role of Daniel will now be played by Alec Baldwin. The Autobots start their attack on the Decepticons. Highbrow returns with the skull and places it atop the headless skeleton we talked about earlier, the one just outside the door. The door opens and Highbrow and Daniel off to find One-Eyed Willie. Galvatron then tries to follow but is blocked by Raiden. Uh, the Fratellis, I mean Pounce and Wingspan, uh, enter the period and threaten Daniel and Highbrow, but they are shot in the back by the Autobot clones. Outside, both Scorponok and Fortress Maximus transform and fight. Fort Max damages Scorponok's midsection with his sword, and the Decepticons flee. We find out the pyramid is out of power, and the Autobots read the inscription inside the building. The pirates have hidden all the energy that they stole here in this pyramid. However, it has a trigger mechanism. Once it ends up in the wrong hands, then it will become uncontrollable. 
not only that, the super energy is self-destructing for those who don't know how to use it. So someone already had used the energy, which ultimately destroyed Planet Pirate long ago. That's why it's kind of barren and desolate. Arr. The Decepticons are heading back to Planet Char, and the Autobots plan to pursue. Fortress Maximus and his men are on their way to Planet Jolo to battle with the Decepticons. The war is just about to begin. And so that wraps this episode up. We continue with the pattern of finding new planets to chase the Decepticons to. Though no aliens this time. Uh, this one's actually pretty neat uh, in my mind as it creates a mystery around what happened to uh, the pirate planet and the pyramid in the past, right? Uh, that could be some fun, some fertile ground for someone to cover in a future story. Uh, it's also worth noting that in a future story, uh, in part of the BotCon 2014 set, uh, Pounce and Wingspan were included uh, as the set was themed Pirates versus Night, and they were included on the side of the pirates. Uh, something we'll cover in a future episode for sure. Uh, as of right now, we are a long way from covering 2014, but we've got one more episode left in our 1987 coverage. Want to know what it is? Find out right after this. Thanks for listening to the show. Stick around to hear what's coming up next episode. But first, I want to fill you in on a few ways you can stay in touch with the show. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838. That's 702-POD-4TFU. Or send an email to info at tfu.info. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at TFU underscore info and on Facebook and Instagram under the username TFU info, all one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info, where we post all of our podcasts, plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest running transforming toy archive. Before we talk about what's on the next episode of Transformers University, I do have a quick question for you. Where do pirates buy their hooks? At the secondhand store. All right, next time on the show, we are talking Transformers Legacy, but not the toy line. The legacy of the year 1987. We'll take a look at the impact of the Headmasters as part of the toy line and part of the fiction, and we'll discuss some of the enduring elements introduced within that year. Plus, we'll preview what to expect as we finally, finally dive into 1988. Of course, if you want to catch up with me, you can find me on Twitter at TFU underscore info and just about everywhere else as TFU info, all one word on the web at www.tfu.info. And of course, on some of the newer social media platforms, including threads, blue sky and Mastodon uh, at retro pizza uh, as the server. Uh, until next time, I am your host, Anthony Bercali, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info. See you.